0: is freshly unwrapped and popped in my mouth. We've got a win on the table, folks, ladies and gents. This is the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm Ro Sampson, Folk, and you are joining me after the Raptors win a second one in a row for the first time this season. So if you're wondering, hey, have the Raptors been winning a lot of games? I'm just tuning into the podcast now, having paid no attention to the season so far. They have not. They're now four and eight uh, with a bullet, to quote Blake Murphy. 116-113, second win in a row in totality, second win in a row against the Hornets. Uh, is this the start of the ball rolling on the season? I mean, maybe. They can always improve going forward. However, comma the same caveats that apply to any other win they've had this season. Poor competition. Typically, I mean, the Kings, Knicks, and now the Hornets twice is not super stiff competition, even if the Hornets were 6-6 and before this two-game little road trip they've taken against the Raptors, still not super great. They rarely ever have a full 48. In fact, not even a full 48. Rarely do they have, like, 36 minutes. There's usually 12 minutes of just the complete bungled basketball in these games. Another thing that's maybe not great at all is Pascal Siakam. Now, it's worth noting that the Hornets were scheming to stop Pascal, basically. That is what they wanted to do. That's clearly the game plan. He was the focal point that they were focusing on. The zone defense gave him the most fits because if he's flashing middle, there's a lot of players to pinch in if he's going to drive from the middle. And Bismack Biombo is sitting in front of him. That's a lot of attention. And with the zone, it just made the post-ups that he was dominating on the western, on the West Coast road trip kind of untenable. And he didn't hit his three-point shots in either game. In this game, I believe, 0 for 5. So he was taken out of the game. The, the bad thing, right, is that we've seen him dynamic, moving in and out of space before. He's a good screen setter if he wants to be. And he can shoot. But he just didn't bring any of that today held up a few assists early on, finished with four. I think three of them came in the first quarter, but was ineffectual throughout most of the game. And that's too bad because he is a max player now. The Raptors are, they're definitely relying on him for a function in this offense. And his function is to draw attention, which he did by proxy of his presence, but he has to punish defenses if they put a weaker defender on him, if there's space for him to attack, a gap to punch, as it were, and he just was not good in this game. When he had space, he couldn't take advantage of it. That's too bad. The good stuff, uh, well, actually, one more bad thing. Fred is still really horrible finishing at the rim. There's no semblance of pacing. He's still vastly unaware of help side and the implications of it. And the implications typically are that his shot is changed radically or it's just smacked out of the sky. That's not good. He's under 50% shooting at the rim on the season now. And if you'd like to know, that is, per the NBA, just really terrible efficiency at the rim. Just not good. Some of the worst in the league. Good stuff. Uh, Norm Powell. Had significant offensive punch in this game. He was left open behind the line quite a few times. There were a couple times where he got to attack a closeout, looked dangerous, got the defense in rotation that way. That was awesome to see as far as just a scorer and not incorporating any decision-making into it. 12 shot attempts, six free throws, six triples made. He, uh, he teed off. And I, I thought that he was, he was good as far as an offensive injection. Plus 22 in this one. Boucher, once again, a round of applause for the guy. He was fantastic. Continues to be just an overwhelmingly positive force for the Raptors on both ends of the floor. That's great to see that this guy just comes in, gets out the lunch pail, suits up for work, and, and gets it done. Another fun thing that's like maybe a little bit under the radar is Malkai Flynn plus Norm minutes. Norm just got to work off ball. Really linear decision-making, which, at, you know, is a huge... That's very good for his game when it's just kind of straight and narrow and he knows what to do. Just lets his body and his muscle memory take him places. That's really good. Having Malachi Flynn out there with him for a large chunk of his minutes, I thought, helped a lot. And Malachi hit a triple hit a couple shots was in control of the ball when he had it and you know a couple nice passes not much more you can ask for he's not going to come in and light the world on fire it's just not that type of game and and if it was i mean then you're looking at an incredible rookie and so far we're just looking at a guy who's just trying to come in get some reps see what he can impact what he can affect stanley johnson Another really sharp statistical game as far as shooting. Two of two from downtown, two of two from the floor. You know, no turnovers, a lot of pretty nice swing passes. And he was a closer of sorts, getting subbed out for offense, subbed in for defense at the end of the game. Really being able to just completely just shut down a pick and roll possession that the Hornets are trying to run. You're creating a situation where the Hornets have to pass out or if they get a switch, it's just not advantageous. It's not to their liking. He and OG both really brilliant above the break when they're involved in actions like that. Overall, the Raptors, though, their pick-and-roll defense, a lot of times it's very confusing because it seems like the the people who are you know participating in it, be it the, the tag man who's just trying to make sure that the roller doesn't go unimpeded to the rim, or the two guys operating around the screen, the guy was, you know, presumably guarding the screener and the guy who's presumably guarding the ball handler they don't always seem to be in sequence in synergy that's a problem and it will continue to be that also when help side is coming over to help the recovery rotations to the dunker spot or anywhere near that have been very lackluster in recent games and they were in this one too and that that was a problem definitely because Gordon Hayward who missed the first game of this back to back as far as matchup not as far as days and Hayward is by far the best shot creator on the Charlotte Hornets there's a reason he had like 20 points really early in the game the raptors did a very good job of icing him out late in the game and that's you know that's a credit to the guards who are fronting these post possessions late and some really aggressive rotations to keep the ball out of his hands. See guys like Devontae Graham, they're the guys taking shots late. That's nice to see that the Raptors were able to execute that part of the game plan. But Hayward, early on as the Hornets w- went out to their 12-2 run and took a huge lead to start the game off, he definitely was a big part of that. The Raptors weren't prepared for the types of rotations he would dictate in their defense, and you know holes showed themselves... On the other end at the start of the game, the Raptors could not hit a single shot. Once again, as has always been the case, these Raptors are, they have a strong proclivity to droughts on offense. And that is, there's a huge correlation with their dependence on the three-point shot. There's no doubt about that. 49 attempts in this game, 21 makes, that's the saving grace, right? Is they load up on Pascal, they're playing a lot of zone in the Raptors. What do you do against the zone? You have to flash middle, make cuts towards the basket, see if a guy falls asleep. If you want to get there, you have to make really good cuts, really good reads with the ball, punch a gap, and beat help side if you can. And that's how you get to the bucket. Otherwise, against the zone, you're going to have to hit jump shots. And credit to the Hornets, they're pretty disciplined at protecting the rim. You know, Chris Boucher got there every once in a while, but there's a reason why Norman Powell has six free throw attempts and that he doesn't have a shot made from the four in this game. That's not a three. is because when Norm would, you know, turn the corner and go downhill, a lot of times the Hornets were just going to come over and smack the hell out of you, or they were just staying completely in that base defense, not overreacting, and asking you to shoot the ball. That's why you saw Pascal struggle so much in this game because the pacing of his attacks has been you know the weakest aspect of his game this year as has been the three point shot he took two decent you know mid range jumpers in the fourth quarter that i had no problem with him taking he didn't make them though but the the hornets schemed for him and he he was definitely had a very tough time transition offense in this game bad it's a lot worse than last year the lanes just aren't as clear right now and if, if Pascal isn't the guy grabbing and going, then his motor to get up the court has been a little bit underwhelming as well. And that's no good because he, he can beat guys down the court. There should be more of an impetus on him to try and do that. But as far as that goes, missing some offense. As far as, as, far as that goes, as I say it for the second time. Fred, yeah, horrible. As far as finishing at the rim, his spot up wasn't super good in this game. Needs to be a little bit better. Uh, is it regression? I don't think so. I think he's, you know, a forty-plus percent shooter from downtown, especially a catch and shoot option. It'll come around. Three of ten is not. I don't think it's a great representation of his shooting talent. The ten assists, though, I think is just it's a a good example of what keeping your dribble alive can do for you. And Fred from years past. And last year, he was making steps towards this as well. But from years past, you look at a guy who would pick up his dribble or kill a drive just way too early. And he would give up on possessions and then reset or something like that. And he's much better at probing now. And while it didn't, you know, it didn't uh, become layups or a lot of shots that are made for him, he was able to create for teammates, not at an absurd level, but he's able to create shots. Some shots that went in, he is, you know, huge as far as drive and kick. The Raptors rely on him for that, and he did that in this game. And the fact that he is able to get the Hornets defense in rotation a little bit, going downhill, even though he's not a significant threat to finish at the bucket, that's nice to see. OG Ananobi, hell yeah, awesome defense above the break. Some lackadaisical rotations in this one, but I still... The baseline of his defense I'm generally very happy with. It has been a little bit up and down this season, but the whole Raptors team has been up and down this season. They're all trying to work with an Aaron Baines instead of a Marcus All, for example. And Marcus All to this day is still very underrated for what he brought to the Raptors defense. I think that's important to note. But OG offensively, you know, gets those pick sixes, he steals the wing to point or point to wing pass. Takes it down for a dunk on the other end. And as far as spotting up in this game, he was phenomenal. Shot looks really, really smooth. He can change his pickup point depending on the urgency, how fast the defender's coming over. That was nice to see. Baines, not good. Uh, I think he has two turnovers. They start him in an effort to kind of get his mojo back or get the motor running, whatever term you want to use. And they he plays four minutes and 20 seconds, and they're minus 10. In those four minutes in 20 seconds. They're just starting the game at a disadvantage because anytime he's in an advantageous position, the ball might just slip out of his hands. And you're just counting your blessings if the ball goes out of bounds. But usually it's jump starting transition the other way. And he has a unique talent for cramping Pascal's spacing. He just he ducks in when Pascal might have a lane to the bucket and he crowds spacing. And he has not shot the three at any type of... He's just not a legitimate option from that area this season. So hopefully he comes around, but terrible start for him. Yuta Watanabe, he came in for a short spell. It was not particularly meaningful. I still like Yuta a lot. I think that he's a a very important player. But, uh, well, not very important. He's very important to him and his family and some of his fans. To the Raptors rotation perhaps I hope he gets the ninth man spot he or Bembry I'm I'm begging to see more of each of them but as far as Utah goes it's uh it wasn't a big game for him or anything like that as far as other things I mean the Hornets lamello ball still really fun miles bridges super super effective as far as you know operating in that Norman Powell spot For the Hornets offense, as far as a guy who's just going to rim run on closeouts, hit open, open triples, stuff like that. Devontae Graham, I think in clutch time last year, hit. I think he had 82.4 true shooting percentage. So he has the clutch gene, uh, for lack of a better term. That's why you saw him go bananas at the end of the game. Terry Rozier has been one of the best three-point shooters in the league so far this season. And P.J. Washington is just the consummate glue guy as a second-year player. He's so, so good in that he, he's a little bit like P.J. Tucker in that he's he carries a lot of strength. He's He is mobile for his size, and he can guard up against you know guys who are longer than him and bigger than him. That's why you see they were very comfortable sticking him on Siakam, because he has significant defensive chops. He could shoot the three a little bit, and he's a great on-the-move passer. Super fun team. They I'll continue to watch them this year. I think they're if you're looking for another team to watch that's just good basketball, I think the Hornets are that. They share the ball. It can be really beautiful on some possessions, as you probably saw tonight. But towards the end of the game, I think Kyle Lowry Shepherd the Raptors home, was able to get into a spot where ISO's on Gordon Hayward, hits that little hezzy hezzy step back fall away. We've seen it before in playoff series in regular season games. Super great. As I said at the top of the podcast, the Raptors were able to get stops late. You start playing the free throw game. Devontae Graham hits just an insane pull-up three-pointer. More free throws. You're able to close it out. 116 to 113. There's a lot of overlap from the last game to this game as far as strategy and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's how I feel about this one. 116, 113, and a win but not one that seems to indicate the Raptors are about to make a big turn in play style or, you know, how dynamic they might be on offense or defense. Reggie Evans Award, I'm going to give it to Stanley Johnson. Under normal circumstances, perhaps Chris Boucher, but Stanley Johnson, I think it's really cool that they just brought him in like a closer in baseball. I think it was Blake who said that. I might have seen a tweet about that and I'm stealing it. And if I am, I think it was Blake who said it. But yeah, like a closer in baseball, Comes in, gets the save, plays really good defense. He was involved in the last two possessions, like directly involved in them. So really nice coaching job by Nurse to slot him in there. And even better job by Stan to make use of that uh, opportunity and provide a good defensive performance. Really cool to see. Reggie Evans' award is his. There you go, man. And as far as uh, the quick reaction, it doesn't look like there's one posted to the website. So heads will roll, I suppose. Um, I'm going to pretend that there was a quick reaction comment and that it was good and uh, engaging. So uh, thanks for commenting, uh, good and engaging person. I've enjoyed your insights very much. Uh, But that's it for me, Samson Folk. And uh, yeah, this has been the Raptors Reaction Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. But whether you're getting into this in the morning, Or at night. Have a blessed day and goodbye.